You're listening to the Live Out Loud podcast with River Wynn and Michelle Flamer. Hi, River. Hi, Michelle. Um, River and I do a pre-chat every day. Every time we, before we do our podcast, we always have to like download a little bit. And some days we haven't talked in like four days or something. And it's a lot of memes or a lot of texting back and forth. But luckily we've had a couple of chats and I just, I w- I'm just proud of you. No, oh. I just want everyone to <laughs> know that you. I'm proud of you. I think, I think we need to normalize more girlfriends telling each other that they are proud of one another because as a single mom, neurodivergent, like what we're kind of just talking about, you have an autistic daughter, mm-hmm. um, you have a deaf dog. I don't know if anybody, if they follow, you know, Lala's <laughs> Instagram feed, you also have a deaf dog. And so the fact is that you have... <laughs> A lot on your plate and still manage to smile and literally create content and just do the shit. Like I'm beyond fucking proud of you, baby. First of all, thank you. Second of all, yes, so much of my life you could look at and be like, wow, that seems like utter chaos, but it would knock down anybody else, Riv. It would knock their ass out. And for me, it's just, it's so normal. It's such a part of my life, you know? (laughs) That's the startling part. It's like from the cult, from the cheating husband, from everything, (laughs) like, God, like the list. You know, honestly, in comparison to like the earlier years of my life, this phase of my life actually feels really peaceful and really calm. Okay. And there are moments when, um, yeah, there's some chaos, you know, if, if my eight-year-old is you know at the end of her sensory rope for the week and she is just you know struggling yeah we have some chaos moments but oh and um, and I got a glimpse of that this week remember when I texted you and said you butt dialed me yes you did and it was it was just after the trans your everyone every every single divorced mom right now is going to understand the transition day and there always is a transition day and every family handles it different. Every kid handles it different. It was during transition day. And, and when you were, and you butt down on me, I'm like, hi, I thought you had the kids now, you know, you must've just gotten the kids and I'm just talking away. And then all of a sudden I'm realizing no one is on the other line on the other end of the line. But I hear Ivy having a full on meltdown and I'm like, now listening for you because I'm like, well, do I need to then hang up, call her back? If she's mm. having like a moment, like, does she, do you need me? Right. Like I'm thinking, yeah. and you were so calm and so sweet. And then I was like, all right, she's literally got this. And then I hung up. So when I just texted you and said, you just butt dialed me. It sounded like, you know, Which IVF was so funny. I didn't even realize that was happening, but you know, thank you for acknowledging that because, um, you know, it's especially as a single mom, like, you know, like we, we often go unacknowledged and especially in those transition days. And it's so funny because I think all the single moms are going to know exactly what we're talking about when we say transition day. But if you ask a lot of single dads, they really don't know what that means sometimes. <laughs> no, because even the moms are affected when the kids are back at dad's. There's a, like, if your kids are old enough to text or you talk to the your kids, because there are some families that the kids still really need to talk to the absent parent 
yeah. once or twice throughout the week, like a check-in. Um, Kaden doesn't need to check in with me as much because of her age now. And, mm. and our transition days are so simple because it's after school on a Friday. Yeah. And yeah. so I get to say, I get to like pick her up, you know, and it's, it's just from the school day and it's not like, you're not picking them up at the parents' house, like where a lot of transition days happen. Yeah, like ours is, you know, I, I drop my kids off to their dad on Thursday nights. Um, they have school one school day with him. And then it's just fun, 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 go, go, go all weekend. And then they get dropped off to me on Sunday nights. And it's just pure chaos when they show up because they're dysregulated. They probably had too much sugar. They haven't had enough like great food to eat. They've been socializing. And of course, my eight-year-old is usually um, has been masking all weekend and is just like so dysregulated. And so then we do, we have these giant meltdowns and it requires a lot of patience out of me. Um, but you know, one thing that people tell me all the time is that I'm a very patient person. You are. <laughs> and uh, this is something I've come to patience. appreciate about myself because I look at my life and I'm like, oh yeah, this, a lot of people would maybe consider this to be chaos with, you know, yeah. um, an autistic child and a deaf dog who is psycho. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about luckily <laughs> Tobin and Mr. Whisker. Sorry, it's still my dumb cop. Oh yeah, my little Virgo boys, our cat, our cat Mr. Whiskers, and my son, they are both Virgos and they are just calm and steady mm-hmm. and grounded. My so little fun. Virgos. Yeah. I love it. So today's topic are is, I mean, it's kind of nice because we're talking about single parenthood. And then the topic is like, how do we squeeze this in? You know what I mean? And it goes right hand in hand. Yeah. I, you know, it's still the month of the month of love, the month of badass singles awareness. That's amore. (laughs) And I was just, you know, I, I was thinking in particular, you know, I, I am currently, as we're recording, I'm sitting in the parking lot of a Trader Joe's in the Portland area because I am in the Portland area for the weekends visiting friends. And um, I was just <clears throat> thinking on my drive today about, in particular, about um, how much driving I've done back and forth between my hometown and Portland in the last two and a half years since my divorce um, started and how much, it's about a four four to five hour drive, depending on how much I stop. But um, I utilized so much of that time to listen to a lot of podcasts and to really just like also have intentional time with myself. And it was like a lot of personal development time. And I was just reflecting on that today of, wow, I've had a lot of time with myself in the last two and a half years. And I've really developed this strong appreciation for myself. And Mm -hmm. you know how you were just giving me a compliment and appreciating me like two and a half years ago, I would never been able to accept that without feeling squidgy inside Mm -hmm. um, or deflecting or then like trying to balance it out with me like, oh, but I also am not good at this or, you know, I couldn't accept a compliment. And, and now I was, you know, on this drive, I was thinking about how this morning before I left, um, I had this moment where I was putting on my pants to get ready to go. And uh, I also have PCOS. And so some days I have like super bloated stomach and my pants just weren't fitting the way I wanted to. And I just looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, it doesn't fucking matter. Get a different pair of pants. You're be- you're beautiful. You're gorgeous. I fucking love you. Let's do this. Let's have a great day. Exactly. And <laughs> as I was reflecting on that, I was like, 
to me, that is just so impactful to realize like how much love I truly have for myself that I'm able to talk to myself that way because two and a half years ago, that wouldn't have been the case. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so, yeah. I mean, it's true. It's like when you put in the self journey time, that time in for the self journey, you know, it's like um, receiving when we're givers or when we are in a state of what lack or um, not, not a filled cup, like we're in a depletion place, right? When we're depleted, it's really hard to almost receive anything in those days. I was just texting this morning with um, Chrissy and I was like, I'm just now waking up every morning feeling super regulated. Like mm. it took a long time. Like, and, and some people go, oh, well, getting over divorce is hard. That wasn't what I was getting. I mean, partially, yes, 18 years in a depleted state or 10 years now, maybe more 10 years in a depleted state. Yeah, we don't give ourselves enough of that time with therapy, maybe spirituality, meditation, whatever all we've talked a lot about all these different modalities, but at the end of the day, it's choosing ourselves being mm -hmm. in that self, like we've said, self-centered, not self-center, like not being egotistical or being selfish, but being self-centered. And I, I mean, it's amazing how I'm now realizing like, oh, I'm not in a state of any, like I'm in a state of joy and calm um, feeling peace, um, and just filling my day every day with as much as I want or nothing like, mm -hmm. just enjoying. Yeah. like I now realize that for the majority of my career, I had, um, TV streaming or like streaming Netflix shows and stuff while I work. Um, it's just, I, it's just that ADD, maybe the dyslexia part of me, I don't, whatever that is, but I always have to have like, I've always had to have music or some type of external sound with me. Yeah. I find myself like halfway through the day. Sometimes I'm like, I haven't put anything on. Like I am literally just enjoying the quiet around me. And then I'll take Cooper for a walk and then Sometimes like if someone tries to call me, I don't sometimes feel like talking. And then I just will say like, Hey, I'll call you back later or whatever. And it's really nice to feel present in those moments and to recognize yeah. for ourselves, you know? So I don't know if any of that resonates with you. Oh, so much of that just resonated. I mean, even just, you know, talking about the phone call thing, it's, you know, that's something where I used to get so much anxiety around looking at my phone and having it ring and, and being like, okay, I, you know, what is this person calling about? Cause I know their energy. I know like, this is going to be an hour long conversation. I know that's wow. probably either. Um, oh my God. Did we get rid of our codependency? Are we former codependents? It was, it, it was so much anxiety and like so much pressure of like feeling like I had to constantly show up for people. And now it's like, okay, this person's calling. Do I feel like I have capacity for the space that they might be in for right now? 
no. So I'm going to call them when I do. I'm going to call them back when I do. Uh, just text them and I know like, hey, love you. Can't talk right now, but I'll call you when I can. Oh, and no. feeling no anxiety around it because even the people I love the most in my life, I don't owe them my time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was like such a big thing for me to wrap my brain around of like, the most important person in my life is me. So true. And like, even today, and I love, I I know what you're doing on those four hour drives because I crave those day trips just to like, listen, like you said, like just to like suck up a bunch of good knowledge or not listen to anything or just be with your own thoughts. Like I've never been one to like, want to just be like in my own head for a little bit. Like sometimes that literally surprises me because Mm -hmm. I'm just sitting around. I'm like, I'm really just enjoying my own freaking like hearing myself. Yeah. You're not running away from it. You're not trying to distract yourself from yourself. (laughs) And the other part of it is, it's like, I have this, these friends, the, the Arizona lilies group, right? And a couple of them are like, Michelle, we're going to go to Antelope Canyon next week on Monday. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I think I want to go. Like I've not, I'm, usually I would be like, eh, no, blah, blah, you know, whatever. But I'm like, yeah, I want to go. So she's going to buy our tickets. I'm going to Venmo her, but um, yes. yeah. And I haven't done Antelope Canyon. And my mom sent me this beautiful photo of Upper Antelope. And I'm, I'm going to be excited that I can like now see it for myself, but why the fuck not? I don't have Caden. Like I can just, I can just say yes to myself sometimes and take a mental health day. And I, I'm like, I'm like, what time's the tour? Cause I'll just leave early. I don't know if I want to yeah. stay overnight or anything, but you know, I'll just drop off Cooper and he can play somewhere. That's so interesting. It reminds me, I was listening to a podcast. Um, I, I cannot remember which podcast it was. I'll have to look it up. But um, it was guys talking about relationships and uh, marriage and and like getting to know yourself intentionally. And I love Danny hearing Morel? about that. Is it the Danny? No, it wasn't oh, Danny. Okay. It was a different one. I'll, I can't remember. There's a couple guys oh. I listened to and I can't remember which, um, okay. which podcast it was. Um, but... They were talking, and I love hearing men talking about this, about Mm -hmm. connecting with themselves and, like, getting to know themselves outside of a relationship. But he said something that was really interesting, made me think of that because of what you just said. He was, like, um, he was talking about how he and his wife, um, now wife, they had actually been in a relationship for a long time, and then they separated for a while because they realized they needed to get to know who they were as people, um, before continuing in a relationship and they didn't have the intention of going back to a relationship. They were like, we're done. Bye. They ended up nine months later coming back together as totally different people Amazing. and continuing in their relationship and then getting married. But what he said was, he said, I had this moment where I realized that there were so many things that I wanted to do when we broke up that I started doing for myself and feeling like I was reconnecting with myself. Mm-hmm. And he said, why weren't we doing those things while we were together? Like, why weren't we being our whole selves living authentically, doing what we love to do and pursuing our passions, even in the context of relationship. So and that just really stood out for me of like, you know, you and I in our, we have similar timelines for our divorce journey. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we, you and I have been so intentional about getting to know ourselves and living so authentically as a practice for someday when we are in relationships, continuing to show up authentically and continuing to have a relationship for ourselves mm-hmm. of not stepping into the container of relationship and being like, okay, this is it. This is what's going to fulfill me. And now everything is relationship focused. What, what things do we like to do and all of that? It's no, I'm still a person, you're a person we're coming together and co-creating. But in order to do that, you have to know who you are and love yourself and choose yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I really have so much appreciation for how you and I have done that. Me too. And I love that you're doing that for yourself. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things where I would just poo poo it in my brain. And I'm like, it's totally something you will enjoy. And then I was like, four hour drive. And I can just enjoy that. And then if I decide to stay overnight, whatever, but, or just the four hour drive home, like sometimes I just need a good day behind the wheel. And um, so, yeah, I love, and I love that. I, I like, this is the whole point of like allowing people into our lives that add value. Like the fact that, you know, they reached out and they're like, do you want to do this with us? And I was like, so touched that they want me to hang out with them. You know, and also also they're just such nice people. And it's like, of course I want to hang out. Like that would just be fun. Like they're good. Yeah. And you know, it's like, here I am on this weekend, you know, I'm here in Portland because my best friend, her daughter's turning two tomorrow and they have another baby that I haven't gotten to meet yet. um, Cause I haven't been here in a couple months. And so it was just like, oh, I have a free weekend. Okay. I could stay at home because I'm scared to like drive by myself or do things by myself, but it's, but that's not who I am. Like Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, I have free time. I have the flexibility of my schedule and my finances right now to take off and go across the state. Yeah. I'm going to drive four hours today and I'm going to drive home four hours tomorrow. Quick trip, but I am getting to spend so much time with myself and then also connecting with people I love and not just bemoaning the, like not sitting at home, bemoaning the fact that I don't have, my kids and I don't have a partner and right. like you know well, I, not wallowing I think I think when we get through the mess of just our trauma whatever we're working on you realize that I mean life just presents things to you and so there's always going to be more therapy needed there's always going to be something that triggers you know whatever and if you can just come back to self because you now know who you are and what's like feels important, what feels good, um, what sparks joy. It goes back to like really knowing what you yourself like from how you take your eggs. You know, you can go back to that the the you know uh, Julia the, Roberts movie. Yeah, the, yeah, the runner, the bride, you know, that ran the runaway bride. Yeah, yeah, runaway bride, exactly. And you can, and where she took the time before she got with Richard Gere at the end. Sorry, spoiler. If no one's, someone has not actually seen that movie. Um, but <laughs> she finally is like, I like my eggs this way. Cause she liked her eggs the same way each fiance boyfriend that she was dating. So the movie, but I think to know all of that for yourself and to make those choices for you. So you have your own opinion. Like we were saying, regardless if you want to get into a relationship or you're just falling in love with yourself, 
I think it's yeah. really important for both things to have a deep understanding. And I think that's why a lot of people get into, um, you know, relationships where they don't lift with each other for like a long time, because I think so many, I think that's the healthy thing to do actually, because you don't want to enmesh so fast, especially in my community, like the lesbian community, the U-Haul joke, you know, you all it. Yes. but I, but like, even if someone were, you know, that I'm dating lives here or close by, I, I, I mean, when I first met Carrie, I said, oh, I want to stay in my own apartment for a year. I just thought that was really important for me. Now, I because I was with somebody and lived with somebody for 18 years, I'm not in a rush to live with anybody. Like, it would be fun to have someone close by and, like, be able to, like, cuddle on a Saturday night and, you know, share, share you know, places. But it's not that important to me. It's more about I still have time for myself. So it's more about looking at self-love or the self journey in a sense of what I don't have so many people. And we were talking about this on the dating episode, but I was trying to remember what I was thinking about in that moment. It's more about what you don't, if you go into that with what you don't have, like, Oh, I'm not a size three. Oh, I'm not, you know, my breasts aren't the right size or my hair needs to get to a certain length before I find my person. Like that's, or I need to be healed enough. Right. Or I have to be healed enough, single enough, like whatever all that means. And it's just so important to for, put away the what you don't have. Like, don't focus on that. Because just like Abraham Hicks says, if you focus on lack, you're only going to receive and call in more lack. The minute you see the shift of manifestation and someone cool comes into your life or you get the next, you get the job, you know, or whatever you get the client, you get, you know, whatever that looks like for you. It's funny that when you start to say, God, I feel so lucky today. I feel so grateful. Focus in on what you're grateful for, what you feel Mm. lucky for, because that's just the universe. Finally, you finally got it. Like you, when you say I'm lucky, that's your unconscious from the universe and your guides showing Mm -hmm. you, hello, dumb, dumb. Thanks for waking up and joining the effing party. Like, yeah, you finally are here. Like, yeah, lucky, like, dude, you've been asking for this and we've been showing you signs, but you've been in this other state of lack and not paying attention to the good stuff that was literally there. That's or yes. preach. Yes, <laughs> exactly. The shell has took us to the church. Yep. <laughs> but you know, that's so true. And, and, you know, going back to something you said earlier, I was thinking about this as you were saying that <clears throat> the regulation piece, I think all the, the healing, the blocks, the shift, the, mm-hmm. um, you know, the lack, all of that, like putting all of that aside, I think really the big piece is when you have a regulated system, that's when you start to like, that's where the abundance starts to come in or you're able to recognize it. Because what happens is when your nervous system is regulated Mm -hmm. and you operate from a calmer place in life, yes, when those blocks come up, when the triggers come up 
when the inevitable speed bumps of life that come up, because they're always going to come up, no matter where you're at in life, what age you are, when you're regulated and you have a strong identity of self, you're able to move through those in such a more peaceful and grounded way. For sure. And that has been my experience is like the, like for me, self-love, I, th- I think a lot of people think of self-love. It's, it's kind of like a buzzword, right? Like the mm-hmm. a buzz concept of like, oh, I'm going to look in the mirror and just love everything about myself. And I think right. I'm gorgeous. And all that. No, no. I have days where I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, oh God, I'm, my skin is just freaking out. Like, oh, stop. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about like the physical self-love. Like that's a piece of it. Yes. That heals, right? Like we have days where we love ourselves. Where Like today I told you, I was like, I look cute. I feel, I'm feeling myself today, you know? But I think it's more about having a gentleness, an acceptance, and just a gratitude for who you are in your existence that really helps you to treat yourself kindly, no matter what you're going through. I I can't remember the article that I came across, but I I think because we were going to talk about the self-love, I was Googling something and uh, self-love came in the form of masturbation. And just like, mm-hmm. and like pleasure mm-hmm. for oneself and learning, like when you're coming out of a divorce and if you, if you've been in a very, like there's a sexless period, a, a lot of times at the end of marriages, relationships, whatever that is, I think there's a piece of us that dies, you know, it feels like it's just dead inside again. And when you start to become more comfortable and so, and more regulated. Um, and if, and if you're not, if you don't have your drive, then maybe you're in menopause like me, you know, in that period, like all that stuff and realize you don't have testosterone and no wonder, like, I think it's all a part of like, depending upon which part of your life you're in. But I think at the end of the day, figuring out what from, from, bare bone bottom of everything that you want, that you desire, figuring out, am I really a sexual person or am I asexual or am I, um, do I, you know, what are my habits? Like, I honestly had to ask myself a lot of those questions over the last six, seven months because, oh yeah, I mean, or the last two years maybe and figure out like, am I explore Like, I'm so fascinated and appreciate the poly community. I truly am. I cannot do that openness, but I appreciate it in a way that they're educating a big part of society that first of all, self and relationships and how we come into every aspect of our life um, can actually be honored in a really respectful way and it's it, uh it's embracing the rawness of who you are and yeah. normalizing it. right like it's, it's normalizing it right and I kind of appreciate bisexuality I kind of appreciate the the polyamory folks because it is such an open communicative community mm-hmm. if you're doing it right like the couples that I've been now reading about like just because I'm fascinated not from a perspective of me wanting to join the community, but really from a perspective of like, they have to talk to new partners. They have to like, there's so much open communication about what literally, but all of it stems from pleasure at the end of the day. 
Uh, But then also is part of like, it comes from knowing yourself, right? It's like, yeah, they now know themselves in such a way where if they're sharing pleasure as a couple, if they're sharing pleasure as on a, on a singular date, um, or it's a, I guess a house party, you know, whatever, you know, that is, I, I don't know all the terminology. So anybody don't come at me, just, you know, educate me I'm fine <laughs> with that, but don't come at me. Um, but no, it's like, but I find the culture so fascinating because, and I've actually learned some new things about myself because reading about, it, I'm like, okay, like, you know, whatever, like just the questions that pop up in my mind, it's been really expanding for me. Like, because well, that's that curiosity expansion yes. through curiosity. Yes. If you're staying open, like learning about polyamory doesn't mean that you're not, you're going to become polyamorous. Totally. You know, staying open, staying curious, it allows us to learn more about ourselves. Like you're saying, like, okay, we're, we're learning about this and that's not for me, but I can appreciate it. That's yeah. so expansive. So yeah. expansive. I know. I freaking love the, I just, I, it, I just find it really fascinating. All of those yeah. unique, unique cultures um, from that psychology, like psychological standpoint, sociology, but, anthropology, yeah. Soci- yeah. all of that. And the fact is, it's like, they asked such good questions. It allowed me to ask the same questions and hearing them dissect it in a way like on a, on a YouTube video or on Netflix, or I guess there's some Showtime movie, Showtime um, series, polyamory. Um, if if anybody is interested, just as if just the same way on Showtime, I love couples therapy and Mm. looking and watching Dr. Orna break down these things because yeah, it just comes from, I guess this, this deep curiosity to learn me so well, because guess what? I don't need anyone. I have the best friends, the coolest family the awesomest daughter, if I want to fall in love and I get the opportunity to be with somebody, it's genuinely because I want them. Like, yeah, it's choice. It's choice. And it's it's about pleasure about that. They expand for me or they be, you know, they're cool. Like it's so awesome. I'm not looking for like a sugar mama and, you know, and I want that person to know themselves because I want to have the most amazing relationships. Like if it's one, if it's more than I'm like, because I'm not attached to those outcomes any longer, I am not like, mm-hmm. I'm sure. If someone like that, I dug like, like they say, Hey, this isn't, I'm not feeling this. I'm not, I, I will be sad, but no longer will I be, I won't be resentful. I won't be regretful. I just will be like, we had such a cool time together. I'm sad that that's ended, but I'm, I'm going to be fucking fine. Like that's the cool part. And I will say as someone who just, who just recently ended the conversation with someone around having a relationship, like, yeah, we had that conversation. This is not going to work for either of us. We respect each other. We care about each other. At the end of the day, this is just not the right path forward. And yeah, there was a little bit of sadness in that because we had a deep care for each other. But it moved through so quickly because I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay. 
And two things like, you know, I, I had a, my therapy session yesterday with my therapist. I hadn't seen in a couple of weeks because she was on vacation and we do IFS therapy. And normally we go in and talk to parts. Mm-hmm. And yesterday it was just literally me and her catching up. And I was, I was telling her I had this big epiphany this week about a wound of mine around my parents and like, we're talking about it. And I was like, okay, so do we need to like go in and talk to this part? And she just looked at me. She was like, no, you're peaceful. You're grounded. Like you got this. Uh-huh. <laughs> like you're good. Like you're already like, you're good. And it's, I was so, like, it's so, it's so awesome. awesome and that's, I feel like that's, you know, there's a natural progression that happens. The more you get to know yourself, the more it ripples out into your relationships, your life, your sexuality, like your interests, I mean, your hobby, everything. It's a ripple. Everything. Right? Going, inward, <laughs> going inward and changing from the in, inside ripples outward into everything. It does the because second, I'm, oh. I'm looking for a new job because yeah. I'm literally... I can't like because of where I'm at, because I'm knowing myself so much more. I I need a position with a cool company that has a mission driven, you know, all of that sort of stuff. And it's so I like never in my wildest dreams would have ever thought like now I need to curate this. Like everything mm-hmm. else is so awesome that I need my job to be as awesome as my life. Like it has like raising the bar. I know. I love that you're giving yourself permission to wait for the right job instead of coming from that space of like lack, anxiety, and then you make desperation choices. Yep. And that again, when you know yourself, when you know your core values, what works for you, what aligns for you, like you're never going to make choices from a space of desperation because you trust that you're taken care of. And I had two people reach out to me yesterday and say, Hey, Ah. let's talk. I want, you know, I, I, and then one sent me a job and are you like to, Hey, we think you'd be perfect for this. And so, yeah, I'm talking to two people next week. So it's just, I mean, it, it all stems from self-love. Like you said, it's just this big ripple. And I just think, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, again, love this. I'm going to, I'm going to share one thing before we end here. One thing I think that you're going to appreciate. We have a listener on our podcast, a guy who reached out to me yesterday and told me that he recently started a relationship and that he felt like he was able to enter into this relationship from a new space that he had never done before because we've expanded him and listening to our podcast and giving him food for thought and it's made him evaluate himself and his relationship to self and i was just like i love this so so send send our podcast to your guy friends out there if you're a female listener send it to one single dude friend and say dude you need to listen to my peeps river and michelle and they will tell you what women are looking for, doing, you know, all that sort of stuff. I still think we should date, do a dating episode. I think that would be hilarious. It would be so fun. <laughs> Anyways, I'm so happy that you're up in Portland. I miss Portland. So give a tree a hug for me and uh, I'll talk to you. I'm sure I'll talk to you later. <laughs> I will eat a Trader Joe's donut for you and hug a tree. Oh, I love it. All right. Love love you, friend. I love this episode. Me too. Okay. Bye. Bye. 
If you enjoyed this episode today, be sure to subscribe and share because what do we say, baby? Sharing is caring.